Let's pray. Lord God, we do thank you for the blood of your Son that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We thank you for the new life we have in you, the Holy Spirit whom we have received, who illuminates your word to us, Father. And I pray that you'd bless our time as we study your truth. Pray that we would trust you in all things, knowing you are a great and awesome God. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. Well, tonight is uh, part two of our lesson on Bible study. Uh, we are looking at the essentials of the Christian walk, things that allow us to strengthen our devotion to Jesus Christ and grow in Him. And we did Bible study on Sunday morning, and my hope is that you learned and you put into practice the things that we talked about, but... Tonight we're going to review that a little bit, and then we're going to give you time to go ahead and do those things. So I've called this one Bible Study in Practice. And uh, coming up, uh, there's a Sunday where uh, Cody's going to talk to you about sharing the gospel. And then on that Wednesday night, you're going to get in groups and you're actually going to practice sharing the gospel with different leaders that are pretending to be Mormon or Catholic or whatever it is. And then uh, Josiah coming up is going to teach on prayer on a Sunday. And then on that Wednesday, he'll review the lesson and then you'll actually go spend time in prayer. So I hope that you are looking forward to this and wanting to take full advantage of it. Just a quick overview if you are not here on Sunday or if you've slept since then, we first of all talked about why should I read? Why should I read the Word of God? Well, first of all, you want to read to obtain wisdom. This is how you know the very mind of God. We know what to do. We know what not to do. We know what's going to happen in the future because God has communicated His Word to us. And so wisdom is both knowing and doing the right thing. Well, if you want wisdom, if you want to be wise, then you will read and study His Word. But you also want to read to grow spiritually. We call this progressive sanctification. When you repent and place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been placed from the domain of darkness into the realm of light. So you are positionally set apart positionally sanctified, but you also progressively grow more and more into Christ Jesus, into his likeness. And you're not going to do that if you're not studying his word. His word reminds us who he is and what he wants. It convicts us. And so if I don't read the Bible, I don't get those reminders. I don't get those notifications. I don't get that time to, to meditate on so if I want to grow spiritually, I need to make sure that I'm reading. I also want to be studying the Word of God so that I can defend the truth. Not relying on mom and dad or my youth leader or my youth pastor, however cool he may be. I should be able to defend his truth so that I can expose sin, that I can expose the lie of the world, and I can lead others to Christ. There are certain scriptures that we promote and we ask you to memorize. Like today, you're going to work on 2 Timothy 3.16, talking about the scripture, the word of God. And that's a, a verse reference you should know so that you can quote that to defend the truth, both to affirm yourself and your own convictions, but to teach others. But fourthly, 
you should read to obey God. And I know I, I could have started with that one, right? Obey God. He wants you to read. He commands you to read. And that's the end all be all. But it's, it's more than that. There's so much more to this. But I want to obey my Savior. I want to obey my Creator, the one who s- sustains me. And I do that by reading His Word. And I, I don't think anyone here is arguing that you shouldn't be reading. That you shouldn't be studying. It's more of a, okay, well, why, why don't I do that? How do I get there? I don't think anyone's arguing that we shouldn't have a lesson time on Wednesday or on Sunday, even though unfortunately most youth groups in the area, there is no lesson time or it's so washed down and fluffy that it really doesn't mean anything. Well, I may not be reading in my own personal life because I could be distracted. There's so many things that I want to do in a day or not do in a day And I get distracted with all of the things that are happening. It could be sin that's tempting me and is averting my eyes from the truth. Or it could be that there's good things I want to do and I'm so busy with those that I am not doing what I should be doing. It could be that I'm lazy. I'm lazy. It is work to read. It is work to discipline yourself. It's not always easy to sit in that chair and hear someone teach for an extended small period of time. You have to, to, to focus and you have to listen or take notes or whatever it is that get you to engage. But I could be lazy. Could be that I, I'm lacking faith. And again, I say this in two ways. One, it could be that you're an unbeliever. You don't read because you don't love Jesus. You don't believe God, so you don't read God's word. And that's probably a a big struggle if you're not in Christ, right? You need to recognize your sin, turn from it, and place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who died and rose again for you. You're not going to have a love for his truth unless you have a love for the Savior. But it also could be that you're still growing in your walk, that you really are a Christian, but you're still growing in your faith. You're growing in Christ's likeness And you need someone to come along and poke you and to prod you and to help you. And that is what we're doing without all the poking. When it comes to reading, the question of how do I read? How do I read? All right. First of all, we talked about this, the four A's. You were so excited about those, jotting those down. All right. Uh, Aspiration. Not perspiration. Aspiration. You aspire to read. I want to. So if you're sitting here today and you're saying, I love Jesus, I want to read, well, this lesson is for you. We want to help you with that. Secondly, you need exercise. Okay, you need exercise. You need to put in the work. You need to know what to do and how to do it. You need to to lift those spiritual weights and you need to run those spiritual miles. You need to prove yourself a workman that needeth not to be ashamed but then we also need accountability and I mentioned this on Sunday to find someone a friend that you love that loves Jesus and you love Jesus and just say hey can we can we text each other did you read today what'd you learn today was there a verse that stood out to you and I hope that some of you really took advantage of that and you find a a partner all right now this isn't a pickup line you know you you, that girl you like hey you you want to be accountable with me all right that's not what we're we're really shooting for, okay? Not what we're shooting for. 
We're seeing right through that. But that accountability is so helpful. But then lastly, we talked about arrangement. Arrangement. You have to arrange your life revolving around the Word of God. All right? Hopefully already you arrange your life so that Sunday morning is a huge priority in your life. If you let other things creep in and distract you and tear you away, then you compromise all the time, right? But Sunday morning, and I hope Wednesday night, you guys are here, it's awesome, are a big priority. But you also need to prioritize each day your time in the Word. And some things that I ask you to consider is, first of all, to stick to a consistent time. Secondly, stick to a consistent place. And thirdly, stick to a consistent study. I mean, I've known people that this is how they, they choose what to read. All right, Isaiah 58, let's roll. I mean, you don't read any other book that way. You don't start in the middle or the end or whatever it is. There are 66 books in the Bible, right? So when you start your study, start at chapter 1 so that you get all of it. And with our reading plan, we even give you like the introduction and the overview. And I know some of you are like, free day. We don't have to read on this day. No, no, that's the, that's the foundation. That's the foundation. Look at that information. Flip through the pages. See those verses. Understand it and keep going back to that overview so that you understand what the theme is because that really helps you, right? Now, there are some like Proverbs and Psalms. Those are more segmented. You could start at Psalm 27 if you wanted to or Proverbs 27 if you wanted to. But it's best to start chapter 1, verse 1, and read through. I would love it if all of you would do the reading plan because your leaders are doing it. Hopefully a lot of your friends are doing it. You're, you're keeping yourself connected. And you know what? If you're doing it, sometimes it doesn't really take a whole long time. So there's something else you can do uh, in conjunction with that, okay? But a plan. You need a plan. If you have no plan, then you will fail, all right? And what we're going to do in a little bit I'm going to walk you through three different types of Bible study. And then uh, the leaders have packets for you. And you're going to, uh, we're going to divide you up by gender and grade in your small group. And you're going to go with them. All right? And at the top of the page, it asks you, what is uh, the consistent time? Where's the consistent place you're going to read? And what study are you going to do? So hopefully you came on Sunday and you said, rock on. This is what I'm going to do. Or you're thinking now, uh-oh, go to the room, sit down, think through those things. But that's the number one thing I want you to write down on that piece of paper. But then there are three different ways to study that we're going to talk about. Like, for instance, the youth reading plan. Typically, the youth reading plan has a chapter and a couple of follow-up questions. Okay, that, that's a plan that you can use. There's also what is called the TAN method. Okay, it's not where you lay out in the sun and read, all right? It stands for then, always, and now. And if any of you have done the Partners Program, the Partners Program really promotes the TAN method. The TAN method is, is not so much for a large chunk. It's for a smaller chunk as you read, but we'll look at that. And then a third one would be lesson preparation. And this is the one that I get to benefit the most from because I have lessons to teach. And there's richness and there's good. It's awesome. But I think this is probably the one that you do the least because you're like, well, I'm, I'm not a teacher. But it doesn't matter. The approach you take to the Bible study can be really, really fruitful. 
really fruitful, okay? And we're not going to go over every bit of lesson preparation. You can go online. We have workshops and stuff that you can do all of that, okay? But let's just start with the youth reading plan. And I took a page out of it, and I know it's kind of small. This is from June 30th. So when you get to June 30th, act surprised, okay? You see it says the chapter at the top, and it, it says write down uh, verse 1 and spend some time meditating on it and praying through the truth it expresses. And now part of you says, oh, well, I don't have to write it down. It's already written there for me. But there's a lot of times we'll tell you to write down your favorite verse or to write that down. Why do we tell you that? Because we're cruel? Yeah, it helps you remember it. We all learn in different ways, okay? A uh, few of us are auditory, like, and, it, and it's funny, that's most of our time as we're teaching and you're listening, right? But some of us are, you know, visual. Others are kind of the hands-on, right? And when you start to write it out, then it becomes more alive to you and you start to really think through those things and how the pieces fit. So the first thing is you write it down, but then you start praying through it. Okay? I'll get you later, Isaiah, okay? Then it says, how does the psalmist communicate the vanity of worldly idols? So this is a follow-up question, and you don't read the question and then read 115 just to answer the question. You read Psalm 115, then you start the questions, and you go back through trying to answer them. And then lastly, it says, are there any idols in your life that you are prioritizing over God and His Word? How does this psalm help you overcome and have victory of your sin in this area of your walk with the Lord? Now, most of the time you read that and you say, okay, good. I got it. I'll move on. Really think through and seek to expose because there's different levels. There's just reading Psalm 15. Uh, awesome. I'm so happy you did it. But now, why don't you take it to the next step where you're starting to understand it more and you're starting to meditate on it more and then you start to apply it. And that's what we're trying to do with the questions that we ask. And then we also put a prayer category on there. And this one specifically is for our nation in the advance of the gospel. And we've talked before about using scripture as a foundation for our prayer life. Well, there's all sorts of goodiness in Psalm 115 that you can just pray for our nation. That you can pray for our church in this nation and things like that. Okay, so the reading plan is typically a chapter a day. Sometimes uh, we take the tan method and we sneak it in there, but it's normally a, a chapter a day. And I know a chapter a day keeps the devil away. is isn't really true, but it's a helpful saying. The next one is the tan method. And as I mentioned, every so often in our reading plan, we'll throw in one of these tan method ones. Okay? And with the tan method, and again, I know this is small. It, it's on your packet that you get, all right? The then what did the passage mean to the original audience and to the author? Unfortunately, people in Christianity sit around talking about what the verse meant to them. I don't care what it meant to you. I care what it meant to the author and the person that he was writing it to. Because if I know what was going on in that situation, I know how to apply it to me. Some helpful things to keep in mind. The book's place in the Bible. That's the book theme. We know that the, the theme of the Bible is redemption. All right? And so each book plays a part in telling the story of how God is a re redeeming a people. So you need to know the book theme. 
What about the chapter's place in the book? And you're like, come on. Can I, how can I know that? Well, we give you the outline at the front part of the reading plan when we do the then. So you know where it fits. And then I want to know the passage's place in the chapter and the important author audience information. So like if King David is writing it, I think of all the experience, like when he writes Psalm 23, and he talks about the Lord is my shepherd, well, how would he know anything about being a shepherd? Oh, we know David was a shepherd. Or if it was Solomon, the wisest man, then that helps us understand those things, okay? Or if it's Paul, or if it's Peter, or if it's John, their perspective helps us understand what they're writing and what they're doing. So the then, what did the passage mean to the original audience and to the author? And so this is your passage for today. It's Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. And you're like, wait, what? what what's really scary? God could take the Holy Spirit from me? Ooh. Is that true? No, this is David writing in the Old Testament when the Holy Spirit would come upon and would leave. But for us, we're in the New Testament where the Holy Spirit stays and doesn't leave. But if you don't understand the context and the place and how God works, you can come up with a really bad theology. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. So Psalm 51 is super important in the Bible. But you have to know how it fits into the book and how it fits into the life of David for you to really understand what's going on there. Okay? So, let me give you another example. Acts 9, 15 through 16. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my namesake. When we're reading this, what's important for us to understand? Who is this being written about? Isaiah? Okay, God is saying this. Jesus is saying this. About who? Paul. Okay? He's not saying it about you. He's saying it about Paul. But we can learn from the then. God is saying that Paul is a chosen instrument. And he is going to share the gospel to the Gentiles. But he is going to suffer for God. So that would be the then. Well, then we come up with our always, okay? What is or are the timeless truths being communicated? Sometimes it's one truth. Sometimes it's multiple truths, all right? So how do we do that? Use the then, but then generalize it. Use the rest of Scripture to help, because sometimes we don't know the answer. The rest of Scripture will help you. Like, for instance, if you're looking at Psalm 51, and you're going, oh, man, the Holy Spirit can be taken from me? We'll use the rest of the scripture to help you come up to a conclusion. And what would be an, an accurate always, and what would be an accurate always? So thinking through this, let's, let's take Acts, okay? We know that this is God's commissioning of Paul for his ministry to the Gentiles. Well, what can I take from that then? God also, God uses Christians to further his kingdom, right? 
So that's an accurate one. It's not about Paul. The then's about Paul. Now we're moving it into a generalization that's an always. And you can go back through time and you can see how God uses faithful people to spread his gospel. And when they, he uses them to spread the gospel, what often accompanies that? Persecution. Trials. So how do I put this to work in my life? I focus on today or I focus on this week. I need to be honest and heartfelt. I need to be specific. I need to be thorough. And I need to follow up on it. So let me take this and say, okay, the then is this is to Paul. But we know always that God has used believers to further his truth and his kingdom. So how do I personalize this for me? God has commissioned me to also share the gospel. And when I share the gospel, what very likely could happen to me? Persecution. Do I get upset about it? Do I get angry about it? No, I trust God. Knowing that God had a plan for Paul, God has a plan for me. And so I went from the then to the always into the now. Because then I'm going to say, well, if God's commissioned me to share the gospel, what am I going to do this week? I'm going to go share. I'm going to share. And then I'm going to think, well, I haven't shared lately. Why it, you know what I mean? So you're taking a very small passage and you're analyzing it and you're getting better at understanding it. Okay? So that's the TAN method. Now the last one, lesson preparation. Now we can go on and on about this, but we won't. All right? Let's take our memory verse for today, 2 Timothy 3.16, and we're going to also add verse 17. When you do lesson preparation, you are looking for parts of speech are very helpful. And I know, I know some of you are like, it's summer, okay? But you need to know uh, the sentence that you're looking at. And in a sentence, what's something that's very important? I heard it. Come on, you won't be outed as a nerd. Subject, you nerds. <laughs> okay, here, we love you. The subject, all right? So I need to know what the subject is. And so uh, whether you're block diagramming or whether you underline it or star or circle, figure out what the subject is. What's our subject here? Scripture. Yes, Scripture is the subject. So everything else kind of feeds off of Scripture. So for me, I do something called block diagramming where I'll say all Scripture is something. Well, it's inspired by God, and all Scripture is what? Is profitable. Well, what is it profitable for? It is profitable oh, my for teaching. It is profitable for reproof. For, okay, I'm not doing the rest of it because you're going to cheat off me, okay? But what I can see is there's Scripture, and then I start to categorize and block and, the, and modify the other things that are going on. So the subject's important. The verb is important, and that's how we come up with our lesson outline, okay? This would also include word study. Uh, the, if you don't have like a concordance, there's something called Blue Letter Bible. It's a website or a free app. And if you're like, me no do the grammar, me not know what those are, Blue Letter Bible does it for you. All you do is just roll your little mouse over it, and it says subject, verb, participle, and you're like, yes, I know more than the aged. Because I just stroll my mouse over what it is. But it also tells you what the real definition of what the word is. Okay? 
So when you get to the lesson preparation, whether you are doing underlining, circling, starring, you're looking for your subject, you're looking for your verb, you're looking for uh, the other parts of speech. Something nice and simple, I would make this kind of a two-part lesson. And so I'm going to come up with an outline point that summarizes the first, verse 16. And then I'm going to come up with an outline point that summarizes verse 17. And then bada boom, there you go. Okay? So, that's all I got. That's it. That's the warning. So what we're going to do next is we're going to have a closing song. I got some announcements. And then you guys are going to go and your leaders are going to work through this for the rest of the group time. Okay? Anyone scared? Yes, you should be. This is going to be a great time. All right, I'm going to pray. Edwin and the music team, y'all come on up. And uh, we will close in song. I'll do some announcements. And then we will dismiss you to your group time. All right? So while they're coming up, let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for your word. It's so wonderful to be able to read it and to understand it. And I pray with these different approaches and methods that the, the youth would enjoy this and that they would love you more and understand your truth more because of our time together. We do love you, Father, and it's your son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen.